Hi, this is The Rock of Recovery. This is Angie Meadows and... I'm Ryan. And we are back again. It's lesson 10 on the Tormented Mind book, The Rock of Recovery, Overcoming Torment. And so we've done the anxiety series. And if you don't over, uh, overcome your anxiety, you're going to go into torment. If you don't overcome torment, it's going to go into trauma. And that will be our next series. If you don't overcome the trauma, you can literally feel your spirit and soul disconnect and we'll talk about that in the next series it's gonna be cool oh it sounds good <laughs> so when we get done with a hundred and some lessons almost 200 lessons <laughs> you're gonna have some emotional skills to get on top of all of uh, the rabbits that we end up having to you know monkeys that we're chasing <laughs> so, yes so today we're going to talk about sober emotions because what i've realized is that many people even though they're years in recovery, still do not have sober emotions and sober relationships. And the relationship series will be coming after the spirit and soul disconnect. We'll have a uh, sober relationship, so we'll know what healthy and toxic relationships look like. And so today, what we want to talk about is how to have sober emotions. Sober so, emotions. Yeah, so let's screen share. There we go. It's right there. That way, if you want this, it is on my website, enablersjourney.com. If you want the PDF, if you want to copy it off that way, or you can buy the book, it's on amazonbooks.com. So here we go. Sober emotions, drunk versus sober emotions. Kick us off, Ryan. All right. Uh, without sober emotions, relapse is dangerously close. I find many in recovery for several years are still drunk with emotions, drinking deeply of negative emotion, ingrained us into a trauma cycle here's the cycle i observe mm, look at that look at that so there is a cycle that comes when these emotions hit us okay. and, and it's repetitive and it's in our subconscious and we don't understand that we can retrain that right. so what we have to do is recognize when these emotions start taking over so that we can unravel that and so we're going to talk about that today we're going okay. to talk about how what it looks like if we're drunk with our emotions and how to have those sober emotions intentionally just like you're having chemical sobriety we're going to have emotional sobriety All right. so we've got the trigger whatever emotional wound that's triggering us yeah. uh, whether it's a rejection whether it's being misunderstood whether it's being falsely accused whether it's being held down um, any type of abuse that's ever gone anything that looks like it feels like it smells like it's going to trigger that trigger that and all of a sudden yeah. you're going to have a disappointment you're going to feel unloved you're going to have a lack of confidence you're going to rehearse old wounds mm. Yeah, resentment. Yeah, you're going to condemn yourself and then you're going to get stuck in this these emotions. So read the next section. Okay, relapsed emotionally this morning. So what? Shake it off. Whether it's a chemical relapse into substance use or an emotional relapse into repetitive ingrained subconscious immature emotions, shake it off. There is no excuse to allow emotions to become dominant. Yeah. 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 So uh, it, it takes it takes some practice. Mm -hmm. It takes some practice to say, oh, I done been down this rabbit trail. I don't go nowhere. Right. <laughs> and I was always told um, you can restart your day at any time. There you go. Yeah. I like that. Shake it off. I like that. I like that. So to have sober emotions, let's see what this is going to look like. Want to run us around that cycle? All right. Observe emotions only. Yeah. So we're going to push them outside of ourselves and not identify with them. If I'm angry right now, I'm not going to call myself an angry woman. Instead, right. I'm going to say, no, I feel anger and I'm going to push it outside of myself and I'm going to look at it. What made me angry? Yeah. 
did it trigger some anger that I had from before uh, that I haven't resolved? Um, and sometimes we need healthy anger. You know yeah. what I mean? So well, let's look at it. Let's let's use our emotions as our teachers. Okay, next one. All right, we need to adjust expectations. Keep going. Uh, love yourself. Uh, trust in Christ. That's a good one. Extend grace, future vision, and praise and worship. Yeah. 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 So the lesson here is if I'm triggered, whenever something triggers us, we have a subconscious memory pattern that dictates our response. So you're, it, it's like automatic. You don't even think about it. Like if, if you always just dart to anger or dart to self, mine's mine self-pity. I dart to self-pity. <laughs> so if I feel that self-pity, I know that I've been triggered and I go back and look for the trigger. Um, so then we have to intentionally change those patterns. So if I'm a triggered, I want to observe the emotion only. That would be the healthy thing to do. Right. Instead, I want to recognize this emotion is exaggerated and painful. I want to pull the emotion up into my conscience and move it outside of myself and observe it. So let's do this emotional movement quiz. What is this emotion teaching me? Does something need to change in my life? Do I get stuck in this emotion often? And when did this emotion first become dominant in my life? And is there a certain person or circumstance that triggers this emotion? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at this last one. Is there okay. a certain person or circumstance? If there's a certain person who's always triggering me, I just need distance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I need to move in quick and move out quick if it's somebody that uh, is necessary to be in my life. But I, but I don't need to let them have power over me by putting myself in their path all the time. Yeah. Now, sometimes it's a boss. And sometimes it's uh, um, a loved one, someone yeah. we're caring for, someone who's elderly, someone who's sick. Uh, and, and I think as we grow in, in maturity with our emotions, we can extend more patience and more grace and more kindness there. So let's take this disappointment and look at it. Disappointment, unmet expectations can drudge up a whole host of exaggerated emotions. Recognize this and categorize it as a disappointment and not a failure. Yes, a lot of times when we stumble, I've seen people stumble and think, oh, well, I've failed. And instead, what I want them to say is, no, this was a disappointment. Right. Because if you think you're a failure, if you think you failed, and then you allow that to call yourself a failure, well, now where's that path lead? Yeah, it's not going to lead nowhere good. No, all negative. Yeah, it's all negative. So instead, just say, oh, well, okay, something's happened here. It's a disappointment. It's going to take me some time to backtrack it, but I got this. Right. Okay. And I can so, learn from it. Right. So we're going to adjust our expectations. Acceptance is a good place to be. It stops all grieving and striving. Wow. So there's a lot of things in my life I can't change. And I spend a, a significant amount of time grieving. And we've talked about this before, how to, to get up in the morning and to name your emotion. And if you're anxious, then there's a hidden emotion underneath that. So what I, I did was I'd get up and I realized that I was anxious. And so I'd sit with it a little while and I'd realize, oh, I'm grieving. I'm grieving. There's, this has happened and this is. And so that went on for like a month. Every morning I got up with the emotion of grieving. You know, first it was anxious, and then I uncovered the grieving that was underneath the anxiety and worked through that. Well, after the month, I was angry. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was I was angry at some of the things that had happened that was wrong. And when I uncovered the anger, it was a healthy anger because I was always felt like anger would be uncontrolled or would be um, unhealthy. I didn't realize that there was a healthy anger. Yeah. So when I got to this healthy anger underneath there where I could kind of push back with some of this grief and some of this stuff that was being laid on me that was too hard and too heavy and feel that anger and go ahead and spit some nails and, and just say it's wrong it was there's nothing that's ever going to make it right and then just release it and release it and release it and after another week or two i was like oh, i'm only a little angry yeah. intermittently mm -hmm. and then after a month i was like i can pray for these people now I can pray for them. I can pray blessings on them. I can pray hope. I can, I can be gracious. I, that did that wasn't what was two months before. Now, so see, this took me a couple months. Yeah. This is not anything that's just gonna you're just gonna do it and yeah. it happens. It's it's a process yeah. of of recognizing. Oh, I'm anxious. Well, what do I need to do to help me overcome that anxiety? Yeah. So let's go with number three: feeling unloved. Many times neglect or abuse has ingrained in us a false belief that we are unloved. So we want to, we want to love, love ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. The truth is I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. Jeremiah 31, three, find others that are safe to love and especially invest in loving children. Love is patient. Love is kind. First Corinthians 13, four. If you aren't patient and kind to yourself, of course, you don't feel loved. Stop beating yourself up. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this patience I want you to have for yourself. When I, uh, when I teach a group in recovery, the, one of the things that they always say is how disappointed they are in themselves and, and how angry they are at themselves or how they feel um, powerless. And so I think if they can start this healthy sanctified self not this selfish self but this sanctified healthy self that loves others and serves others and doesn't really need to have uh doesn't really need to carry that they can lay that down they can say there it is lord i i was wrong but i don't have to be wrong today right. i don't have to carry that today otherwise that burden of um turns into self-neglect yeah turns into self-abuse and it keeps them from attaching to others. Yeah. And um, I, I think it keeps them in a place where they can't even enjoy that day. Yeah. Wow. So they may be sober. So now they really feel it where um, that may drive a more of a chemical induction if it gets triggered and it gets like more into trauma. Absolutely. So what we've got to do is start working through that and giving you permission to enjoy your day, enjoy your time, enjoy your friends, and to recognize when you're beating yourself up and just stop. Just start rewinding that. If you're mm -hmm. saying to yourself, I'm no good. Remember how we talked last time? Yeah. I am good. I'm made in the image of God. Yes. I am good. Yeah. Okay. So what are we going to do with lacking confidence? Take the focus off yourself. We got to trust in Christ, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. Igno yeah, acknowledge him in all your ways all your ways, and he shall direct your path. So we want to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And, and so if my focus is on me and I'm trusting in me, of course I feel anxious right. because I know I can't do it. <laughs> I know there's no, no good thing in me. I know that, that, uh, and the closer I get to the Lord, I think the more I feel that the yeah. more, um, 
helpless I feel as far as correcting some of the problems in my life. But as soon as I start trusting the Lord, now I have a happy day. I have a joyful day. I have happy thoughts. I can praise him. I can worship him and things just kind of fall into place. Yeah. So there's no reason for me to worry about them. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Okay. So let's do the rehearsing old wounds. Old wounds keep feeling injured. So my spirit grows faint within me. My heart within me is dismayed. Psalm 143, four. Mm. Uh, extends grace be gracious to the weaker parts of yourself but where sin increased grace increased all the more romans 5 20. i love that oh yeah i love that so as there has been a lot of sin there's that verse where jesus says um you know the, the pharisees are saying oh if he knew who that woman was that was washing his feet or crying on his feet uh he he wouldn't let her do that and jesus knew what they were thinking and he says those that are forgiven much love much and i know that the lord has forgiven me of much and so i believe that gives me a deeper richer love for him that's good knowing that maybe if i always thought that i was good or if i always thought that you know i wasn't like them and i wasn't like them instead i know i'm just like you <laughs> i know that without christ without trusting in him and uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make it so i want to be gracious to any part of me that's weak whether it's that emotional fear or anxiety. And as you do that with yourself and you give yourself that special grace, I think you'll look around and you'll see your friend that's got that same fear or that same anxiety or that same struggle. And now you can give them extra grace. So let's do number six. All right. Condemn self. What would it look like to be patience and kindness with it, with yourself? Mm -hmm. Make gentleness with yourself a habit. Hmm. I want to look like to be gentle with yourself. <laughs> what that look like? Yeah, patient and kind. Yeah. Just all the time, patient and kind. So I want you to analyze your self-talk. If it's not patient and kind, uh, if it's anxious, if it's fearful, if it's always living out the next problem or playing out a problem to the worst scenario, then I want you to back up and I want you to enjoy the moment and not do that. So let's do the future vision. Where there is no vision, people perish. Okay. Proverbs 29, 18. So what I want you to do is start looking for goals. What are my emotional goals? My emotional goals are to be, uh, to not be anxious. Yeah. I mean, of course, that's not a hundred percent goal. I may be anxious, but I, I want to be able to catch myself in just a few minutes and then recognize that that means I've stopped trusting God and start saying, oh, I'm anxious. What am I anxious about? Oh, yeah, so-and-so said that, or I felt that, or I was worried that I wouldn't be pleasing to that person and it made me anxious. So now instead, I'm just gonna say, Lord, I trust you with that situation. Yeah. And as I do that, I'm walking in faith. There's this whole different uh, outlook that I have, and now I'm able to, uh, uh, to walk in peace and to enjoy my day. So I want you to get a future vision of what it would look like if you were peaceful all the time mm -hmm. if no one could steal your peace yeah yeah get a vision of what that looks like okay so number seven stuck when you feel lame look up jesus is coming i have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred while i'm trying to get in someone else goes around ahead of me jesus said to him get up pick up your mat and walk John 5, 7 through 8. So you might say there's not a bed in that house. I get in there and there's all these struggles and there's all these problems. If you get there 
and that's your only hope for recovery, that's wrong. Right. Your hope is in Jesus. Your hope, I mean, he's going to walk past you whether you're on the street, in the alley, in a dumpster, under a bridge, or in that house, or in that $50,000 recovery, no matter where you're at, when Jesus walks past you and he says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. When he speaks, when he breathes on you, and when he speaks, there's just going to be this, this courage that you can make it that there's going to be a, a deliverance here. So, and then it's, it's going to turn into this praise and worship. <laughs> yeah. Often there's nothing we can do about a situation or a dire circumstance. So let's just offer to God, the sacrifice of our praise through Jesus. Therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Hebrews 13, 15. So I think the fruit of my lips, uh, is it rotten fruit? Am I condemning others? Am I judging others? Am I being uh, complaining and grumbling? I mean, that's rotten fruit. Yeah. I'm going to stay stuck in that wilderness. Yeah. But if I can change what's coming off of my lips, the sweetness of the lips increases learning in Proverbs. So if I can change what's coming off of my lips to be sweet, to be kind. I don't ever need to be unkind. Yeah. There's no excuse. There is it. There's no excuse. So uh, if emotions are high, remember how, what we talked about, just back up until you've dealt with those emotions. There's no excuse to be unkind. And I think if we could learn kindness, the whole world change, will change. The okay. whole environment's changing. Everything's changing. Your marriage is changing. Your kids are going to change because they're going to feel loved. Because when you're snipping at them, do this, do this, do this, and you're irritated because they're not moving fast enough, they don't feel loved. That's right. I don't. So they give it right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get away with it with your kids. I used to teach a four-year-old Sunday school class. And if I, I mean, if my words could be right and my tone could be right, but if my attitude was impatient, they knew it yeah. and they picked up on it and they gave it right back at me. <laughs> so I'd have to calm down. I'd have to take a deep breath. I'd have to tell them I loved them. I'd have to remember that. I was, you know, they were four yeah. <laughs> and that they were just mirroring what I was giving them. So if you're getting back stuff that's irritating and people poking you, look at what you're giving. Look at what's coming off of your lips towards them. Because if they're four emotionally, <laughs> mentally, spiritually, they're just, they don't know any different other than just to soak up what you're giving them yeah. and give it right, back, it right at you. back to you. Yeah. And so if you've got a boss that's irritating and, uh, condemning and, and snippy and carrying on. If you can be emotionally mature, mm -hmm. respect the position of the person, yeah. you know, they're the authority, respect their position, but also uh, be gentle. A soft answer turns away wrath and, and be obedient as far as any chore that they're asking you to do and do it with a happy heart. Yeah. So I always told the children, who's responsible for your happy heart? And they'd say, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm responsible for my happy heart. So if your heart's not happy, it's, it's you. It is. It's you. And, and I know circumstances can be really yucky, yeah. but I can still be happy. Yeah. I can still choose to have that joy. Mm -hmm. Now I can't have it a hundred percent of the time, but I can have it real quick now. I mean, I can get it within 15 minutes. I can. And, and so one of the girls told me uh, I was teaching in recovery. She said that she was offended with me for being happy. Oh, here comes the happy lady. <laughs> and I'm thinking she doesn't know I cried for two decades to get here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I really had a lot of tears, a lot did of it tears. Rub off on her. It, yeah, I think it did. Oh, right. She forgave me for being happy. Yes. <laughs> 
we were talking about not taking offense. Progress. <laughs> so the exercise here. All right. Analyze your emotional patterns. Are they sober? Yes. So if you get triggered and you immediately feel depressed, suicidal, uh, angry, bitter, like you want to run, your emotions are not sober. So you've got to start right. working on getting your emotions sober. Right. And the principle here, and we want to think in principles. We don't want to think with emotions. If we think with emotions, uh, they're going to drive us right into a ditch. Oh, yeah. So we want to think with principles. So what's the principle? You can't rise higher than your emotions. Wow. So we want to go, um, we want to go to a high place, a happy place. Yes. Um, we want to step on top of the problems and we'll walk on those waves. We want to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and walk on that storm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Okay. The application. Becoming sober emotionally isn't easy. It's a wrestling match with your inner self. It is acknowledging the emotions and observing them learning from them and releasing them to God as your sacrifice. This is a conscious choice. This is a strict training of your emotions. The key is to keep your emotions under subjection of the word of God, just like Paul did his body. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will be, will not be disqualified for the prize. First Corinthians 9, 25 through 27. Wow. Yeah. So it is a wrestling match. I cannot listen to my passive thoughts. There are, there's passivity in my thinking that if I'm just not thinking anything, I've got passive thoughts that aren't healthy. Yeah. So I have to, cause I'm a rapid thinker. I mean, I don't know that my brain even stops when I sleep. I just know as soon as I wake up, there it goes again. So I have to put good stuff here in my heart. I have to meditate and memorize on the word of God so that when I wake up, what's coming up is scripture. Yeah. What's coming up is pleasant. So I want to make sure that I'm emotionally sober. If I'm not emotionally sober, I'm not going to be able to stay chemically sober. And if I can, I'm not going to be happy. Right. There's just going to be all these relationship problems and all these work problems and all these attitude problems. And my life's just not going to go well. Yeah. And I'm just not going to know why. Well, the reason is you're not emotionally sober. So we're going to learn how to wrestle with those emotions. We're going to learn how to wrestle with our inner self and how to claim that happy heart. So we can have uh, sober emotions. Amen. So there's a training here that you have to do, and it's intentional. Yeah. It's not something that um, is going to come easy. And when you first start doing it, Ryan, it's um, it's a, it's literally climbing, 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 and it's hard. It's yeah. like to change that thinking. Like I remember writing that scripture out on a note card and I'd say it a hundred times yeah. before I could get the first word. And then after I got the first word, the phrase would come real quick. And then all of a sudden I'd have the whole thing. And then, and then that was it. The peace would come on me. Yeah. Word of the Lord, word of the Lord is quicker and sharper than a double-edged sword to cut to the bone of the marrow to be a discerner of the spirit and the soul. So as I would start meditating on his word, boom, it would divide that spirit and that soulish that fleshly emotional part of me and now the spirit would be in charge yes. the holy spirit would be taking over and, and ministering to me in a mighty way so we want to make sure that we don't run aimlessly like paul saying right here he says i don't want to be running aimlessly i want to fight the good fight i want to keep my body or my subjection my thinking under subjection to the word of God so that I'm not going to be disqualified.
Yeah. So if I was disqualified, um, I think if I lose it and I have a total meltdown in front of people, uh, even with my family and I'm angry and I'm bitter and I'm just exaggerating with something that happened, um, and wounding them with my words, I've got a lot of bridges that I've just burnt down that yep. I've got to go back. It's going to yep. take me three months to yep. mend them. Yeah, we got to make and, amends. And it may take me six months before they can trust me again. Absolutely. Because now they're going to be hiding and they're going to be withdrawing. So it's very important that I don't run aimlessly, that I don't speak carelessly, that I keep my body and my thinking and my words under subjection. Yes. Okay, read the conclusion. All right, never do anything illegal, immoral, or unethical. Stand firm. Do not cave into peer pressure or emotionally regressive behaviors. If you do, you will be drunk with immature emotions. Instead, preach to yourself. Guard your heart from foolish thinking. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life, Proverbs 4.23. This is a wrestling match. Move toxic thoughts out of your head, or they will lead to toxic emotions that will hinder your recovery. Now go and enjoy your day. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I love that. Yeah. So, so emotional regression, we'll have a lesson on that in right. um, the spirit and soul disconnect because you have the stronger part of you and all this, you're so strong and you feel so healthy. And then all of a sudden bloop, <laughs> you're yeah. emotionally regressed. And now yeah. you've got this little two-year-old thing going on inside of you. And so that's a uh, little parts of you that's got to be nurtured. Yeah. And when we have our, uh, emotional regression lesson. I'll talk to you about how to do that so that you can be strong most of the time, yes. almost all the time. So you'll learn how to identify uh, the what you're entertaining, the spirit. It says yeah. test the spirit to see if uh, they're good or if they're evil. Test the attitude. Is what, we could use it, that word. We could use the word test your attitude. What's your attitude? Is it good? Is it going to land you in a good place? Or is it going to land you in that no good land? Yeah. <laughs> so let's say the scripture here, Ryan. Okay. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Psalm 18, 2. Almighty God, help us to stop drinking from addictive, toxic emotions and to drink deeply from the water of life that out of our bellies may flow rivers of living waters mm. to give hope to the desperate and dying world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And the Amen. Lord says that he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water in John 7, 38. So I just pray those rivers to be washing over you and pouring out from you and cleansing you and helping to uh, water everything that's in your path with the goodness of the Lord. And this is Angie Meadows. And this is Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Hi. And this is the Rocky Recovery. And we will see you later for the next lesson. Uh, we're on enablersjourney.com. If you want the PDF, we're on Rocky Recovery podcast. The YouTube is Angie G. Meadows. Mm -hmm.